0: Welcome to the Old Time Radio Westerns. I'm your host, Andrew Rines, and let's get into this episode. This episode is going to be Frontier Gentlemen. Original air date it is May 4th, 1958, and the title is Daddy Buckbucks. Hope you enjoy, and again, thanks for listening.
1: In Cheyenne, I met the richest man in the West. I also met Willie Ringo and was given a railroad train. This is how it happened.
2: Frontier Gentlemen. Here with an Englishman's account of life and death in the West. As a reporter for the London Times, he writes his colorful and unusual stories. But as a man with a gun... He lives and becomes a part of the violent years in the new territories. In just one minute, we will bring you this latest report from The Frontier Gentleman.
3: I'm Irma Dutro, color stylist for O'Brien Paints. Our musical theme hardly needs introduction. Just as the many instruments blend into this symphony, so O'Brien blends many pigments into the newest fashion-right colors for your home giving more color per color. We have selected O'Brien's exciting new colors of the year after consulting many leading decorators and home furnishings experts of the country. And because all these colors are decorator approved, you are assured of rich, authentic new colors for your own home. Your nearest O'Brien paint dealer, listed in the yellow pages of your phone book, has a free color chip folder for you. He'll help you select O'Brien paints in these exclusive new colors of the year for both inside and outside your home. Stop in and see him soon.
2: Now, starring John Daner, this is the story of J. B. Kendall, Frontier Gentleman.
1: Cheyenne, Wyoming Territory. Here for the first time in months, I have seen a railroad once again, and here I have had my first glimpse of the capital of a vast cattle ranching area. The town itself is a sprawling maze of streets, thriving business establishments. One feels a vitality which springs in no small part from the presence of that slender but tough link between East and West, the railroad. Two days after my arrival, I met a gentleman by the name of Kerry Chase, he was editor and owner of the Daily Press and insisted that I join him for lunch at the Cheyenne Club.
4: There's probably more Englishmen at the Cheyenne Club than you'll find in the rest of the country. Oh, really? Sure. I tell you, Kendall's cattle business is the biggest thing that's hit the West. Bigger than all your mining. Lots of English money in it, too. And your countrymen are over here to protect your investments.
1: <laughs> well, dear tell you the truth, Mr. Chase, I didn't come to Cheyenne to write about my countrymen. I'm here to write about yours.
4: Well, you'll meet all kinds at the club. If you're lucky, you might get to see Buck Wharton. Guess you heard of him.
1: No, I don't think I have.
4: Just about the richest man in the West. They say he's worth ten million, and that's just from cattle. Yeah, He'd make a fine story for you. Of course, it depends on whether he likes you or not. Got to get him in the right mood. Real important man in these parts, I tell you. Young man? (laughs) Buck Wharton, 75 of his a day, claims to be 60, but don't you believe it. Wicked old devil, married to the prettiest little thing you ever saw. Little Minnie. Say, found her in Denver. She was a dancer in a traveling theatrical show. Buck took one look at her and the dance she was doing and married her the next day. (laughs) That's how the story goes.
1: Do they both live in Cheyenne?
4: On and off. She's here with him now. Oh, here we are. Uh. Afternoon, Mr. Chase. Afternoon, Jasper. Buck Wharton here? Yes, sir. He's in the bar. uh, Fine. This is Mr. Kendall. He's going to have lunch with me. Yes, sir. That's fine. I'll get your table, sir. Why don't we go in the bar, Kendall? Make you any kind of a drink you want. Even a cocktail. Though I wouldn't advise it if you drink with old Buck. He, he's a red-eye man himself.
1: No, it's a little too early for me. But I'd like to meet Mr. Wharton, if he's in the mood.
4: Sure. Uh, don't mind the way he talks. Sometimes he gets a little... Well, you'll see. Oh, I said, listen Jerk down little organ pudding foot. I can buy you and your whole shirt-tail outfit, and it wouldn't mean no more to me than spit. Why, man, I own Texas. I own Texas. That's what I said, boy.
1: <laughs>
4: buy them out or stomp them out. That's the way I made my money. Now, you boys take my advice. If they won't sell to you, just stomp on them. Just stomp
5: on them. Yes, sir.
4: Hello, boys. Buck. I'd like you to meet J.B. Kendall. Correspondent for the London Times. Gentlemen. I'm Buck Wharton, mister, and there's two things I hate. Sodbusters and sheep punchers. And if you're either one of them, get out of my sight. He writes for the London Times, Buck. Who asked you, Chase? you got more lip than a muley cow. Ain't nothing I hate worse than a leaky mouth. Sit down, mister. I reckon you won't ask how come I'm the richest son of a gun in the West. All right, boys. This is a private party. Roll your wheels. Go on, get him. Sit down. Sit down. You too, Chase. Sit down. What you boys drinking?
1: Whiskey? Nothing for me, thank you.
4: Listen to me, boy. I ain't never yet trusted a man who don't drink. There's something all fired wrong. Man who don't drink drags a long loop. Jasper! Three whiskeys! Yes, sir. Handle your name, huh? Right. Well, I don't mind doing business with you English fellas. Takes you a long time to talk turkey, though. Now... You take them range parrots who's just sitting here. They ain't cattlemen. I, I, I can buy and sell them a hundred times Cattlemen. Um, cattle, man.
1: Have you be- been in the cattle business all your life, Mr. Wharton?
4: Have I been in the... Listen to me, boy. I, I was one of the first ever to drive a herd up in the border in the Ah, I, I wasn't nothing but a saddle stiff in them days, but... After a while, I got tired of working for somebody else. Started out on my own, all by myself. Bought me a herd of kettle-bellied critters and run 'em up tablean. Made enough from them to buy me a bigger herd. Say, I was a made man, yes sir. Uh, Here, your whiskeys, Mister Boxer. Leave the bottle, leave the bottle. You got your garment. Yes, sir. Anything else, John? Vamoose, boy, vamoose. Yes, sir. You, you you listen to what I tell you, Candle. I got a hundred thousand head down Texas Way. Anybody wants to buy from me, they want to buy from me. They come down and drive them up to sign theirself. That way I sell them before the fat comes off them. You see there, before the fat comes off.
1: Yeah, it makes sense. But
4: sure it makes sense. Sure you ain't drinking.
1: No, <laughs> thank you very much. Never before lunch.
4: Look here. It ain't every man who gets to drink with Buck Wharton. I,
1: I can't tell you how honored I am.
4: Well, no, that's all right, boy. I, I like you. I, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. You you doing anything this afternoon?
1: Not particularly.
4: All right, then you take a ride with me and little men over to Laramie.
1: Laramie? But that's 50 miles from here, isn't it?
4: Well, sure. A couple hours is all.
1: Oh, oh, you mean on the train.
4: That's right. On the train, I got a little business over in Laramie There's a fellow there needs stomping on. Well, I got to meet little men for dinner now. You'll be at the railroad station at 2 o'clock. 2 o'clock, you hear me? Hey, Chase, you ain't paid for them drinks. Well, no, I... That's do- all right, pay for them.
1: Buck Wharton had all the finesse of a ton of coal. But at the same time, the old reprobate fascinated me. And so, promptly at 2 o'clock, I found myself waiting at the railroad station. On a siding was an engine... And one car.
5: You be waiting here at seven. Seven, you hear the boy? Hey, Kendall! Kendall, this here little man. Men say hello to
1: Kendall. Mr. Kendall. Hello. Morton?
5: Buck told me he was coming with us. I think it's just fine.
4: Have you ever rode an engine before, Kendall? No. Well, you're going to do today. Well, I've always wanted to. Boy, when you're with Buck Wharton, you do what you've always wanted to do. That's because I could buy and sell any jughead in this whole territory. Buck
3: owns Friday Railroad,
4: don't you, honey? Yeah, and before I'm through, I'm going to own out all of it. Me and you riding the car. I don't want you getting no cinders and dust on that there new dress. <laughs> sent me back $300, that dress did
2: $300. Oh, ah, it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. I'm
4: glad you like it. Yes, y'all fired up, Hank? Yes, sir, Mr. Wharton. You go ahead back in the car now, honey. We can see you and Laramie. All right, honey. Now, you drive here,
1: Uh, you... You own this train, Mr. Wharton?
4: Well, of course I own it, Buck. I'm a rich man. A rich man, Kendall. You, you call me Buck. You got a handle? Yes.
1: <laughs> JB.
4: Well, then let's get on this iron horse, JB. Well, afternoon, Mr. Wharton. Hank, this is JB. Nice to make your acquaintance. You got them rifles? Yes, sir. Yeah, golf down Buffalo, JB. The cussed things stray all over the tracks. Heard of them knocked the engine off the rails one time. You remember that, Hank? (laughs) Yeah, sure do, Mr. Wharton. Well, let's get started, boy. Hey J.B., you want to blow the whistle?
1: Oh, well, I'd be delighted to.
4: All right, go ahead, there. I'll take the throttle. You fire, her, Hank. Yeah. Hey, did you telegraph you to Laramie me to make sure there ain't no other train in my way and coming at us? I sure did, Mister Wharton. All right, boy, Thunderboy. Thunderbird, oh, the river, let her
5: back. <laughs> No, never. Yeah, we get out of the way. I'll let you do it. Oh, Fine.
4: That's old brick bridge up ahead there. Oh? Yeah, I better slow her down.
5: Why the bridge? Well, it's the highest in the world. Hey, Mr. Warden, the brakes! The brakes! What? It's the brakes. Something on the track! Something on the track. There's a boulder.
1: Figure that happen.
5: Uh, a Buck. But if you come over to this side, you'll see. Someone's
4: done what? All
5: right. You all climb down out of there. Me and the boys got
4: you covered. Good. Now you all try something, and are going to be windows in your
2: stuff. <laughs> In a moment, we return to Frontier Gentlemen. In fiction, one of the things we enjoy most is the building up of suspense as to the outcome. Every Sunday, CBS Radio brings you a story in which this uncertainty accumulates until the final smashing climax of suspense. Let this reminder serve as an invitation to listen later today as suspense comes to you over most of these CBS radio stations. After that, you'll need no reminder that every Sunday, CBS Radio brings you another thrilling tale well calculated to keep you in suspense. And now, we return you to Anthony Ellis' production of Frontier Gentlemen.
3: Can't shoot
4: an iron. What do you mean by this? Listen here, boy. You know who I am? No, I don't know who you are, old-timer. Who are you? I'm Buck Wharton. That's who I am. Well, I declare. They say you got more money than the yellow dog, God please. I'm proud to meet up with you, Mr. Wharton. Now, you know who I am? You're a stern bashed calf who ain't got no better sense. I'm Willie it. Ringo. If you don't shut that flannel mouth here, I'm going to cut out your tongue. Who are you? <laughs> um, uh, Hank Marble.
1: And you? J.B. Kendall. I see. What's y'all carrying in a railroad car? Nothing. We're on our way to Laramie.
4: Beryl? Yeah, Willie? You take two of the boys. See what's in that railroad car. Sure, Willie. Now, Mr. Wharton, just how much money as you can. Listen to me, boy. If you think I'm going to give you any of my money, you're a thinker's puner and I figure. Don't you get me on a prod now, you old duffer. Old duffer. Old duffer, why, you gosling chin young squirt. You ought to be playing with a string of spools. Just your sort off bucket doggy that's right here. Yeah. Ah.
3: Ah. is. leave him lay, mister.
5: Mrs. Wharton, he's all right. Oh, no, he ain't. What did you do to him? I put a knot in his head. Wow.
4: You mean a filly like you is that old dog's wife?
3: I sure am, Sonny.
4: Lady, don't you never call me Sonny? You hear? Hey, Willie, let's get out of here. There ain't nothing in the car. We can move up the line and wait for the next one. Shut your mouth, pal. We got plenty of time. Guys, I, I got an idea. There's a good diggings right here.
3: Al, Frank, you pick up that old man and put him in the car. And
4: then you get that boulder off that track, too.
3: What are you going to do with him?
4: Why, ma'am, he's so rich that I figure I could
1: convince him to part with some of his money.
0: Uh, you, mister, what would you say his name was?
1: I said my name was Kendall.
0: I see
4: all right, you and this engine driver, you get back on that thing. Pharaoh, stay with him. Uh. You
0: see they keep a good head
4: of steam up. Soon as Mr. Wharton's agreeable, we'll start for Lehrman. Uh, You come with me, little lady.
1: No, I won't.
5: You get...
4: <laughs> Let's go. All right. Stand over there, both of you. <coughs> this thing got enough steam, like Willis says?
5: Hey, for a while.
4: You want to stay alive, you see it keeps that way.
1: Where are the rifles Buck was talking about when we left Cheyenne? Up there. yeah I've seen them. see up there on the rack? Oh. Loaded? Yeah. When do you have to throw on more wood? Mm. A few minutes? We'll wait.
5: Mr. Kettle. Yeah. I'm going to have to stoke. All right. Tell him. Mm. Uh,
4: mister, i better get some wood on. That fire's going down. Go ahead.
5: Yeah, I'll help. No. Hey, it's
4: better with two uh, fire goes down pretty quick. All right. Watch yourself.
1: While I'm loading the firebox, you put it in reverse and open up the throttle. We'll get them off balance.
4: Back up all
5: the way to Cheyenne. Yes. Yeah. If he comes to, hit him again. All right. You take his gun. I'll use one of the rifles. Say, listen, I can't see so good going backwards like this. Don't worry about it. We could back right in another train. There's one down this way out of Cheyenne in a while. We'll meet it. Listen. Is there any way for me to go back to the carriage? Well, you can crawl over the tender. You better not, though. I can try. I started to crawl over the wood loaded tender toward the carriage. The little train jumping, rocking over the uneven rails. Hey! It was a sudden lurch that saved me. The bullet struck a log beside my arm. I felt a splinter tear my cheek, and I fired back. I hit one of them, saw him fall off the carriage platform. Then Willie Ringo darted back inside. I made a jump for the platform. And there were two of them inside now. I stood to the side of the open door and waited. There. there. Hey, Kendall! Kendall! What is it? You stop the train. I'll make the deal with you. You throw out your guns. How do I know you won't come in? Shoot. You don't. I'll kill the old man and the girl! It won't do you any good. You'll die for it. And now, you if there's listen to me, boy. You've got to stop. There's another train coming toward us. I can see it. Ringo, give your guns to Mr. Watson, and I'll stop the train. All right, all right. All right, you better get out of here, Buck. Yes, he's coming up fine. Now, that's all right. Hank has seen it. Jump! Mr. Will, I'm going to get killed! You can I lie where you are, sonny, or I'll blow
4: out your lamp! Yeah, I, I want to tell you, J.B., I, I want to tell you, boy, I... I want to tell you, me and little men here, we owe you a lot. We sure are grateful, Mr. Kendall.
3: Why, you saved our lives.
4: You you sure did. Money just can't buy what you've done for us, J.B. Money can't buy what you've done for us, so I ain't going to insult you by offering any. But I, I want to tell you, I stand here, boy, and I tell you, if there's ever anything, and when I say that, I mean anything, anything at all... If they is, you say the word. Boy, you hear me? You say the word. He means that, Mr. Kendall. Anything. Uh, I'm a rich man, J.B. A rich, rich man. I can buy and sell any living man in these parts. Now, boy, don't you be bashful. You just name
1: it. No, you You don't have to give me anything.
4: Yeah, This train. How about this little train?
5: She's yours, boy. She's yours.
1: (laughs) No, no, thanks.
4: The company paid for her, and I'd give her to you, (laughs) J.B. She's yours. But what am I going to do with the train? Sell her back to the company. I'll make them give her to me, and we can split the profit. Now, now that's what you call a business transaction, boy. (laughs) Come on down to the club. I'll let you buy a drink on it.
2: One Tear Gentleman was written, produced, and directed by Anthony Ellis and stars John Diener as J.B. Kendall. Featured in the cast were Parley Bear as Buck Wharton, Crucian as Hank, Eddie Firestone as Willie Ringo, Harry Bartell as Carrie Chase, and Virginia Gregg as Min Wharton. <laughs> Sundays on most of these same stations, it's the FBI in Peace and War. Here's drama that pulls no punches, revealing how unsung heroes of the Federal Bureau of Investigation operate to track down criminals and saboteurs. Listen later in the day as the dragnet closes on another public enemy. It's 30 minutes of thrilling, spine-tingling drama on the FBI in Peace and War. join us again next week for another report from The Frontier Gentlemen. Dan Coverley speaking.